Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hi, everyone. I always am <laughs> that like one was laughing. a really hard one. I know. I'm always like laughing at myself or laughing at our intro to myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, it's just so. <laughs> it is really so funny. I, the fact that it's stuck like it. around this long is just hilarious. I, mean, I don't know how we got here. I really don't. I know. I think you kind of just like started doing it and I didn't. It's just it stuck. just stuck. It stuck really bad. But I remember one time I like could not remember like exactly how to say it right. Do you remember yeah. that? That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, maybe we should switch it up. But, you we know, switch it up. but it would feel very wrong to me no that's so true that's so true <laughs> <laughs> it would feel but you know what i'm down to switch it up one day yeah but because i still okay this it's been so many episodes i still don't know what to say yeah after. you every time you're like i just don't know what to say like <laughs> as if this isn't a podcast where we just talk you're like yeah i don't have anything to say <laughs> i know i just don't know how to start it off after you come in with that intro well, but anyways you just had a birthday <laughs> i did this is my third birthday episode ladies and gentlemen no, i'm Yay. just kidding we won't dedicate this one to me but if you want to i love it I, I mean i just want to know what you what you did for your birthday well unfortunately being the now 26 year old adult that i am i went to work um yeah <laughs> which was pretty lame but um i did end up leaving early and I didn't tell anybody about it, so that's funny. But, um, yeah, I left early, and then we made reservations, actually, for this really fancy sushi place that I'd never been to here, but I always wanted to go to. Ooh. And we went, and we ended up staying until they closed. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you don't understand. So they, they knew it was my birthday, but I don't think that this had any impact on what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. The waitress, I wish I knew her name, because, honestly, shout out to whoever she was at Yosaki in downtown Wilmington because this girl brought us so much extra food for completely free and alcohol. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So much. So much. Like, we had ordered firecracker, like, shrimp. She got, she gave us three bowls, paid for one. <laughs> like, yeah, some people had gotten drinks and they were like, actually, can I just get, like, a side of just, like, the juice? She did not bring the juice. She brought more alcohol. Like, every single time. It was just, it was wild. And so that was very fun. Sushi was smacking. The shrimp was smacking. And then we just walked around in downtown, you know, the beautiful river walk or whatever. And then we went to Kilwins as if we were not already so full from dinner. And then I got some fudge and everybody else got ice cream. Wow. I and love yeah, that. It was fun. We were going to go see a movie, but then it was too late. So, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we just chilled. And then I went to bed and then I went to work. I mean, that sounds like a great birthday. It was very chill and it was very fun. But the I actually celebrated my birthday like the weekend, this past weekend, and I went and saw Post Malone. (gasps) Yes. Oh my gosh, how was it? I cannot describe. So that was the second time I've seen Post Malone, but the first time it was inside, and the it it was still amazing the first time I saw him. Don't get me wrong, but outside concerts, in my opinion, so much better. I don't know why. Yeah, I honestly, just, I, I agree. I don't know why. The vibes are just immaculate. And it was honestly crazy, though. I can't lie. So we got there. Me and my friend went. And we got there kind of late, Loki. And we were like, ooh, hope we didn't miss his entrance. Fun fact, we didn't. In fact, we were very early because we got in there, got through security. And then I see the sky is suddenly turning from, like, beautiful to black. Oh. Actually black. And I was like, mm, 
that doesn't really look too great. And then they evacuated the um, stadium because the it was coming down, the storm. So we had to run. And we parked so far. So we had to run miles. At, at the end of oh, the night, no. by the time we had walked back and forth to our car multiple times, it said we had walked almost five miles. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, on Taylor's Apple Watch. So pretty severe. Can't lie. Um, but it was so worth it. <laughs> they eventually, the storm passed, and they eventually let us back in. And he performed for, like, three whole hours. I didn't even get home till 2.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was incredible. It was so incredible. And he, this concert, he had a live band and fire and literal fireworks. It was just insane. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it really was. So, you know what? I definitely would recommend going to see Post Malone because <laughs> it was just so, it was so... Like, one of the best concerts I've been to in a long time. So. Yeah. Hmm. It was amazing. But um, one last thing. Um, I left you last week saying that I was going to see a movie. The scariest movie of 2023, allegedly. And yes. so it's called Talk to Me. And I did, in fact, go see it. And mm, that was one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. Was it the scariest movie of the year? I mean, in a way that I didn't expect. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. jump scary, but it was, like, very dark. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, crazy, kind of, like, mind-bending in a way. Like, something I didn't think about before, like, could happen. It was really good. It was, like, one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in a long time. And also, the ending was crazy and good. And I feel like I never say horror movies end good, but that one was real good. So, hmm. def recommend. See, something. It's also like that. really gross, though. No, it's oh. big gross. Sorry, oh. I, I had to say before you were gonna be like, I want to see it. Yeah, it honestly, has like every element of a horror movie, but it's pretty gross, dude. Some the of the way, things. See, the way you were describing it at first, I was like, oh, I would go see that, and then you say that, I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't think I would see it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like very good, but it's a little gross. Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so yeah, definitely recommend though. You should still watch it, Savannah. It's not like I just, too bad. I just, don't like the gross mm-hmm. stuff. I like kind of do, but I'm crazy. St- I just don't like it. Yeah. No, I get it. Most people don't. But it was pretty insane, if you ask me. But anyways, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. But if you want to go ahead and get into your story, Savannah. Yes, let's do it. Um, So this week I have something that's like... I guess, I guess let's call it like an internet legend. Ooh, okay. Um, have you heard of the back rooms? Oh my goodness, yes. So, so horrifying, if you ask have me. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, so, this is similar to the elevator game, I would say. Kind of. Um, and it involves like images of liminal spaces. And just, mm-hmm. like, liminal spaces in general. And actually, the back rooms, it, like, may have been the start of liminal spaces, like, online. Yeah, as see, an internet I was gonna thing. ask, like, which was the chicken or the egg, you know, which came first. Yeah, see, I don't know if... I couldn't really get to the bottom of that, but they definitely go hand in hand. For sure. And they, like... The back rooms have definitely made liminal spaces a popular, like, more popular, you know? Definitely. So, basically, if you don't know what that is, um, a liminal space 
is sort of like it's like an empty or abandoned place that like usually wouldn't be empty and abandoned um and it appears like eerie and like surreal almost um so for example like an empty office building mm-hmm. um with no desks or anything in it and it's just empty or like an empty old mall i was just gonna say there's an old mall in winston that i yeah. go to sometimes and when i walk in there immediately i'm like i'm in the back rooms yeah see it reminds me there is an old mall um where i grew up um and i actually it's kind of even creepier because i remember it being like an active mall yeah, and then mine stores too. yeah like stores started like closing closing yeah. and then eventually it was eventually it was all closed except for the kmart oh yeah <laughs> and then that yeah closed down because obviously there's like no more Kmarts really Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Um, But yeah, like for a while, I think I think now actually there is a few stores in there. But for a while, it was just like still open kind of and you could walk around, but there's no stores like it was just like a big hallway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so yeah, I think now because I went back. I mean, I don't live by there anymore, but I went back like a few years ago and there's like a beer distributor place there now. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But yeah, that definitely reminds me of the back rooms. So uh, yeah, you probably have the same experience Mm -hmm. if it's an empty mall. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, the first picture that sort of appeared online as... um, like probably the first liminal space in the first back rooms photo it was a picture of an empty office space in a sort of like yellowish i was gonna say i feel like almost all of like the back room pictures or liminal space pictures all have like a weird eerie yellow tint to them yeah yeah so it's just like ugly and weird creepy you have probably seen this first one oh i definitely know exactly the one you're talking about Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm mm-hmm um, I'll post that one on Instagram, but, um, so this post, it was like posted on like, I'm pretty sure it was on like 4chan or something. Um, and there was a comment on the post that somebody like, it wasn't called, like somebody posted it, just the picture and somebody commented this i'm gonna it's kind of long but i'm gonna read it um if you're not careful and you no clip out of reality in the wrong areas you'll end up in the back rooms where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet the madness of mono yellow and endless background noise of fluorescent lights and maximum at maximum humbuzz and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell has heard you. Okay. And that was by an anonymous user on 4chan in May of 2019. Ew, okay. That's disgusting, A. B, my personal hell is literally exactly what you just described. <laughs> like the fluorescent lights at like high buzz. No, And there's no, no. nobody around. There could be a creature following you. That's horrifying. It's so scary. It is a little bit. 
a little bit scary. So I also, like in the beginning of this post, it mentioned something called no clipping. Do you know what that is? No, I was going to ask you what that meant. Okay. So I didn't know what that was either, but apparently it's in video games where you, it's sort of like a cheat, a cheat in video games where you can pass through walls and objects. Oh, okay. So basically what they're saying is that you have to, in order to get to the back rooms, you have to no clip. So like you have to like go through a wall or like through a door that has just randomly appeared. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. Um, and in this place, time does not function the same. There are dangerous entities lurking in the shadows. See, some some people say that there's dangerous entities and some say there's not. But mm-hmm. I feel like I want to say there is in this legend. So I mean, we're going to yeah. say there is. I think that they are definitely there looking around. Yeah, so um, it also, this place exists between dimensions, supposedly. Interesting. And, like, level zero is a place, um, like, the, the first picture that was posted, mm-hmm. that's level zero. So it's, it's like a musty yellow carpet yeah. and walls, and there's, like, um, it's just, like, empty office with nothing in it and level zero goes on for what seems like forever (laughs) but there are ways to get to the next levels and there's kind of like an unknown amount of levels like it goes on and on almost forever Mm. so you could really be just playing forever and never get out uh it's like cube remember that movie yes i know you've seen that movie wait yes (laughs) it is a lot like cube honestly wow that's crazy i uh, see, those movies were, like, so cringe in a way, but they were also so cool. Guys, you have got to go watch all the cubes. There's, like, three, I think. Cube Zero? Cube Zero? Cube. What's the last one? I always forget the last one. Or no. Cube Two It's like, the amazing cube or something like that. I yeah, and then Cube Zero, I think, is the last one, but yeah. it's, like, a prequel. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, what a movie. What a trilogy that is. That? Okay. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about that before. On no, here. we have, know. but I think a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot all about those movies. Me too. Rewatch? Wow. I think coming in the future. Now I need to look up if those are on any streaming. I know, because I'm like, pretty sure we watched we... them illegally before. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, as I said before, like, you have to no clip to get to the back rooms, which this is actually really hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> you I, can you know, I can, I can <laughs> in fact, imagine that. Yeah. So, in order to do this, you have to find an entrance. These are, like, glitches in reality that will lead you to the back rooms. Um, but as you can probably as you probably know it's like hard to find this but like there are like places in the world where it's more common than others so it's not just like they move around all over the place mm-hmm. yeah you know that makes I mean? sense yeah um but anyway these places a good way to spot them according to people 
who have spotted them before, I guess, um, you can find, like, if you see, like, a wall that is a shade darker than normal or does not appear to cast a shadow, that would be a, a spot. Oh. Um, or a door that did not exist previously and appears out of place. Oh, I really don't like that. <laughs> I'm not going in that door if I see that. See, you don't like any of this stuff because it's basically just any area that gives a sense of unease that no. like feels off-putting. I mean, would you like a place that feels off-putting and put you at un- like uneasy? No. No. It's creepy. See, you're never going to the back rooms so. though. No. I feel like you couldn't do it. <laughs> you feel like I couldn't do it or I wouldn't do it? You wouldn't. You no, wouldn't I definitely. Well, I mean, if a door appeared, I would be very curious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you should try it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I see a door, I guess now I'll walk through it for you guys. <laughs> well, let me just keep going and tell you a little bit more about this before you decide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you find an entrance... Somebody, so like one of these articles I was reading, it sort of said like, well, it was more of a post, not an article, but it was saying that you should not enter unless you are really prepared to go. Oh, okay. So, and then they listed some supplies that you should bring for your survival. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, so you should bring a first aid kit. Okay, that's already very bad. Like, why do yeah. I need that? <laughs> um, you need first aid kit, a backpack, or something that's going to, like, store your items. A weapon. They suggest a knife. Because it won't make noise. Makes sense. A timer or a watch. A water bottle with water. Um, food. Canned food or, like, something that's going to last a long time. A sleeping bag. Um, durable spare clothes, a flashlight. And honestly, all of these things make perfect sense to me because if you're in these spaces, there is no, there's nothing there. No food, yeah. no water. Like maybe a desk. No, maybe a usually chair. not even that. Yeah. Like nothing. Ew, that's even worse. So you do have you just, to bring all this stuff. Yeah, you need the basic necessities. Theoretically, if you're going to go, because do I believe this is real? I don't know. But we're just talking about the legend here. Um, so some other items that this person suggests bringing for like, once you get to the harder levels of the back rooms, you might need a thick coat, gloves, and knee pads and elbow pads. What are we doing? Going up north? <laughs> There's a lot of... I'll, I'll talk about it in a okay. minute, but, um, night vision goggles, <laughs> absolutely not a ski mask and you might need, um, like storage on your phone. So if you don't have any storage, like, you know, get stuff off of there and have some storage. Interesting. Cause apparently you can have Wi-Fi there. I don't really know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I can scroll on TikTok while I'm in the back rooms. I'll be fine then. Yeah, honestly, I don't know about the charging situation. Like, I feel mm. like you should be able to charge it, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's electricity. Right. So with the fluorescent lights, so, like, hopefully. Right. Exactly. So, maybe. 
Um, so once you get to the back rooms, you will usually start on level zero, which like I already talked about. Um, it's like this yellow weird room. And when you get here, they say, don't panic because okay. you could lose your sense of direction if you start panicking and running around or something. So mm -hmm. just stay calm. And you also want to stay quiet because you don't want to attract unwanted visitors. Okay. I just want to see like one unwanted visitor from afar. Like how unwanted are we talking? I, I did see some little, like, I think they were like just gifts of what looked like these like weird creature things that they're talking about. Ew. And they look like, I don't really know how to describe. I think they're sort of like, like alien-like, but also like robotic a little bit. Mm, interesting. They're just really weird things. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try to find something to post about that. I should have saved it and sent it to you, but I it's didn't. okay. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, I just kicked something. Sorry. <laughs> uh... uh so, yeah, you want to stay calm, but also you want to make a note of your surroundings, just like a mental note. And also, this is probably the worst part. You got to accept the fact that you are in the back rooms and you may never go home again. Why? Why do I have to accept that fact? It, because, like, apparently most people don't make it back, but okay. some people have. Well, then in that case, I'm definitely not going through the door. <laughs> if most people don't make it back. See, that's why I said you got to wait until you decide this. <laughs> yeah, no. My odds are not very good at surviving Apparently, that. it's just really hard to get back. I, yeah, I can imagine. It's probably like an endless like labyrinth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It is. So, there is like a, this list on... Um, it was this like page I found on the back rooms. I think it was like back rooms wiki or something. I don't know, but they had this whole list of all of the level, all of the levels that there are, um, that are like documented anyway. And I'm just going to go through some of them. So level zero is called the tutorial level. And then one is called a habitable zone. Um, and then there's an electrical station, an abandoned office, a terror hotel. Okay, that's where it starts sounding bad. There's lights out. Mm -mm, no <laughs> oh, way. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Cave system, mm. uh, the suburbs, roller rink, infinite mall, the forest of the skeleton queen. No, no. I'm good off that one thing. And there's like a lot, a lot more. But I just had some that I listed. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, honestly, like any sort of space that you can think of that would just be like creepy and eerie if there was nobody or nothing around. You know what I mean? So yeah. the suburbs, I'm picturing like it's the suburbs at night, like you're in the streets. Yeah. Or just like during the day maybe. Yeah. But or, there's no like, people. Yeah, like, if, if I saw, like, a suburbs with all, like, the same style house and just nobody was around, no movement, yeah. no sound, I would be very creeped out. Yeah. Yes. Because it would so, be, like, the Truman Show. Exactly, yeah. And I definitely yeah. don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. So, as you can kind of tell, um, it's just like you can't, you don't even know what to expect from one level to the next, too. There's also that. Yeah. Like, there's... it can be something completely different. That's why they say to bring, like, a jacket and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta and prepare like, for every weather. Yes. A sleeping bag, a flashlight, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just um, crazy. <laughs> so, the levels on the website that I found, it goes up to 999. Oh, my Lord. I'm definitely not mm-hmm. making it through that. There's a lot. So that's why I did not, I did not look through them all. I'm sorry, but I didn't. Yeah, we'd be here forever. Um, mm-hmm. But it, honestly, like, it does seem interesting, and I think it could be cool to explore, but I just don't like the part where you can't go back and there's things after you. Okay, here's my issue with it. If every other aspect is like a video game in this situation, why do I not have other lives? You know, why can I not restart the game? <laughs> why can't I get get out? Game over. That is a good point. Honestly, mm. why do I feel like I feel like I need to look that up? Right. Also, mm. like, are there cheat codes in the back rooms? Right. Because if we're already, like, shifting through the doors, and that's kind of its own cheat code. I didn't dive deep enough. I didn't dive deep enough for you. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. We need a, we need a professional yeah somebody who's been to the back rooms reach out you know we (laughs) would love to talk to you right and how did you make it out honestly true that too um yeah so i I don't know i feel like i've been in the back rooms like in a dream oh i have most definitely dreamed in the back rooms because i went down like a whole internet spiral one day learning about the back rooms for the first time and i thought they were like real not saying yeah. I don't really believe them, but, like, I just don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure they're just an internet legend, you know? Yeah. Like a creepypasta I, I think, type yeah. story from, like, Reddit. But regardless, it's still scary. And if it is true, mm-mm. I don't want no part in that. See, but my dreams got me? Oh, oh, go ahead. That it, it started in 2019. I thought it was older than that. I definitely thought it was. I think I definitely heard about it before 2019. Well, you didn't because the post wasn't up until. Are we sure that's where it originated? That's crazy. Yeah. So maybe they are real if I knew about them before that. I mean, I don't know. But also, it could have been 2019. I'm very bad with like years and knowing when things happen, you know? I kind of am too. <laughs> but I do know that the back rooms, like, because I was so interested in them, I definitely have dreamed that I'm stuck in the back rooms, like in a creepy yellow room. Yeah. Also, I'm like yeah. on Backrooms TikTok. Have you seen any of the Backrooms TikToks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like where it's like, choose a door <laughs> and none of them are good. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely dream like that. And I, when I wake up, I'm like, thank goodness I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it is an interesting concept. You know, it really is a but, scary concept. Yeah, it is pretty scary, too. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so that's the back rooms. Wow. That's like an intro to the back rooms. Love kind the back of. rooms. I mean, it's so. just so fascinating, you know, mm-hmm. it really is. Well, I guess moving along to my story, we're taking a completely different route here. Okay. So for you today, I have 
the disappearance of the Flannan Isles Lighthouse Keepers. Oh, dun, dun. So this is definitely a mystery. Um, the These men are nowhere to be found. We have no answers. We know that I hate these, but I also yeah. love them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm taking us this week to the west coast of Scotland. A dream location, honestly. I love, mm-hmm. I want to go to Scotland so bad. Um, but, however, the story that I have for you is my worst nightmare, probably. So, let's just jump right on into it. The Flannan Isles um, is basically this group of rocky, uninhabited islands off the western coast of Scotland. And they're best known to be um, this place where sheep graze, okay? Um And what's interesting is that there's actually a legend that has nothing to do with the disappearance of these men. Um, Just the island itself has its own legend that says if the sheep, any sheep that grazes on this island specifically will either give birth to twins or be cured of an illness that it once had. So it's supposed to be like this magical land kind of. Which is pretty cool. So, as you can imagine, everybody wants to bring their sheep to this island to graze. So, many people yeah. do. Tons of different groups of sheep and different shepherds are all there all the time. And so, yeah, even though, as of right now, this island seems very magical and, you know, fun, it's not about to be magical nor fun. <laughs> so, crazy. But no matter how popular the island was with all of the shepherds and people who worked with these sheep none of them not one of them would be found on this island after nightfall oh Mm -hmm. never never no one ever stayed the night and oh my gosh yeah it is really crazy so basically not only was it rumored to be this magical land that could either give you multiple like sheep babies or cure the sheep if it's sick. Um, it's said to be haunted by this ghost. There's not much information I could find on who this ghost is supposed to be or what they're doing or why it's so scary. But just the rumors, I guess, of the ghost was enough to scare them off. And everybody was always like, don't ever be found on this island after nightfall. You won't survive. End of story. <laughs> and I mean, mm-hmm. that's all they had to hear. And they're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's all I would need to hear. I mean, see, me, I hear that and I'm like, let's go at night, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Because, what, because (laughs) the evil ghost is going to get me at night? Like, you know? Uh, Yeah. Like, I, okay, then I want to see the ghost, you know? Prove it to me. But I don't know. I I sound big and brave right now, but like, (laughs) in the moment, I don't know if I would be that brave. (laughs) Anyway. Anywho, so we're in the year 1896, throwing it back, okay? The Board of Trade, which is like this group of people or whatever, they funded the construction of a lighthouse to be built on the biggest of the Flannan Isles, and they decided to call it Eileen Moore. That was the lighthouse. So, So yeah, that was in 1896, and in December of 1899, the lighthouse was fully completed and lit for the very first time, so it took three years. To build it. The lighthouse keepers were assigned to maintain the lighthouse. 
and, you know, to make sure the light was bright so that all the boats could see, you know, where they were going. Um, this meant, okay, also, pause, they, the lighthouse keepers would work on a rotation of six weeks on, two weeks off, which sounds horrible to me. Six weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. I mean. And they, like, yeah. fully, like, 24 hours, like, lived at the lighthouse, like, on the six weeks on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Like, do at least three and three, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Like, a month, no, six, a month and a half on? No, that's crazy. But, like, are you really doing work constantly? I mean, no, definitely not constantly. But you are stuck on this island. Yeah. Small. Relatively. I mean. I mean, it's a beautiful I island. I maybe would be a lighthouse keeper. Well, maybe not after I tell you the story. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, that's how it always is. We, like, make our stories sound, like, so good. Yeah, at and the beginning. Yeah. it's like, well, actually. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to want to do that after. It, plus, they don't even have lighthouse keepers anymore. You know, they're not even real, like, fire lit lights like they used to be. Yeah. But anyways, so they, the rotation is six weeks on, two weeks off. And this meant that there were always at least three men working on the island at the same time. You know, so keep that in mind. Sometimes more than three, but always had to be at least three. So moving forward to December 1900, um, three, the three lighthouse keepers that were on duty that night were 43-year-old Principal keeper James Ducat. Uh, this guy, he had a wife and four kids, and he also had 20 years of lighthouse experience, which is a lot. So, you know, he was the head honcho um, on this shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another keeper was 40 year old occasional keeper Donald MacArthur, and he was also married. But he was actually covering for the first assistant keeper who was on sick leave that week. So Donald wasn't actually even supposed to be on duty, but he was. Okay. So wasn't even supposed to be there. And lastly, we have 28-year-old second assistant keeper, Thomas Marshall. And there actually was a fourth keeper named Joseph Moore, but they told him that he could be off because they didn't need, it wasn't like a busy weekend for the lighthouse. So he was off. Joseph got a little bit lucky. So around midnight on December 15th, the steamship called the Arctur passed the Isles and the captain of the boat was Captain Holman. He noticed that he could not see the light from the lighthouse. Um, even though the weather conditions were perfect and he should definitely have been able to see the light, it wasn't, it didn't appear, at least, to be on. So he was like, mm, that's a little suspicious. So when he, you know, arrived in the port, he reported the lighthouse, you know, not working, which good for him because always say if something is suspicious, you know. Um, but apparently, even though the captain of that boat told the people at the port, the port never communicated to the Northern Lighthouse Board, which... Um, are the people you're supposed to report to and they're who would like go and check to see like what was going on mm-hmm. they were never told so oh uh yeah of course. the people at the port did not do their job so they were never told so they did not check so as i said that was december 15th okay so moving forward to december 26th which is 11 days later the lighthouse tender ship called the hesperus 
made its routine visit to Eileen Moore, and when they were approaching the water, Captain James Harvey found it very strange that the Scottish flag had been removed from the flagpole. It was always supposed to be flying, normally always up. He had never seen it down, but today it was not there at all. So he was like, that's weird, but you know, whatever. So he blew the horn like in the ship to get the attention of the keepers so that they would come out of the lighthouse and he had no response. And he's like, that's suspicious. So then he blew the horn again and no response and again and no response. And the last time he actually fired a flare to try to get their attention, but again, no response. Wow. So not good, not good signs. And what's funny is that Joseph Moore who was actually the guy, the fourth lighthouse keeper who they told that he didn't have to work. He was actually on the boat um, with Captain James Harvey um, because he was like, you know, I might as well go and see what's, you know, go to the, go to my good old lighthouse. So, yeah, he told the captain from inside the boat that he wasn't receiving any signals from them either because they would have, you know, been radioing or whatever. But, yeah, he wasn't getting anything at all. So they were like, okay, I guess we have to go actually on the island and see what's going on. So, yeah, they dock the boat or whatever, and they get on the island. And at first glance, nothing appears to be misplaced at all. Everything seemed to be right where it normally was, completely untouched. Interesting. Very. Um, The captain went up to the entrance gate, and the entrance door was completely shut, and like it as it should be. But he did find the kitchen door open, so they were able to get in to the lighthouse. Um, They found that the fire had not been lit for several days, at least by their estimations. Um, And one really strange thing that they found was that all of the clocks in the lighthouse were stopped. Oh, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I couldn't find what time they were stopped on because I was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really important factor. Right, yeah. But... I couldn't find it, but I'm imagining it in my brain to be 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? my gosh. I know. The witching hour. <laughs> At least for the story. So I'm saying that. Um, okay. So a further investigation revealed that the lamps had been cleaned and refilled. So they there was evidence that they had definitely been there, but hadn't been there in a minute, if that makes sense. You know? Because some yeah. people were like, well, maybe they weren't there at all. But they, there was evidence that they were definitely there at least at some point, like, in their shift. Right. Okay. So. I mean, yeah. Like, huh. Yeah. I'm just trying it's, to put this together. I know. I know. Um, so they also found a set of oil skins, um, which I didn't really know what that was. But basically, it's like layers of clothing during this time. Because it's really cold. I mean, it's in Scotland, December. It's freezing outside. Very windy. And so as you can imagine, when you have to go outside on the water, like very cold temperatures, you're going to need all the layers you can get in the 1800s, you know? Yeah. So the fact that they found these oil skins, they were like, I mean, like if something happened to them outside, it's weird that they wouldn't have put these clothes on and they're not in the lighthouse. So Regardless, it's weird that they didn't wear these because they would have been really cold without them. They would have been cold even with them. So that's also very suspicious. So immediately, these guys are thinking maybe they fell off the cliffs or drowned trying to save a bird. That was their explanation. A Um, bird? 
I'm sorry, who would, why would three grown men die trying to save a bird? Right. Like, what? <laughs> I don't think that's very plausible. Now, maybe huh. falling off the cliffs, maybe, you know. But also, these people were very experienced at keeping this lighthouse. I don't think they would just fall. And all three of them, that's... Right. Like, it sounds like they would, you know, know better than to be on the edge of a cliff. Right. <laughs> and I right. don't know. Huh. Right. It's so weird. Um, so after they were done, like, checking the lighthouse and found everything they could, they were like, I mean, I guess we have to search the whole island because we have to find these guys. You know, they got to be here somewhere. So that's what they did. They checked every inch of the island. Um, they found everything appeared to be intact and kind of how it was left. But they did discover that it looked like there had been at least one big storm on the island that caused like a little bit of damage to some of the things. Okay. Like some of the iron railings were bent that didn't look like they like used to be. Um, rocks were out of places in some places and the turf and the sea level seemed to be messed up too. So there was like a little bit of evidence of a storm. So they were like, okay, maybe, you know, there was like a strong storm surge or something. And somehow these men fell into the water and died possibly. So, um, if you remember the Northern lighthouse board that I mentioned earlier, like the people who are supposed to be in charge, you know, of the, all the lighthouses and the people who investigate stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they, once they had heard about this and, you know, the two men stopped their investigation, they obviously notified the Northern Lighthouse Board and the, which I will now refer to as the NLB for the okay. rest. <laughs> um, the NLB decided they were going to do their own investigation and see if they could possibly figure out maybe more than just these two random guys, you know? Yeah. So on December 29th, 1900... This guy named Robert Muirhead, who was the Northern Lighthouse Board superintendent, he arrived at the lighthouse to do and to perform the investigation. And everybody kind of voted for Robert to be the guy who was going to lead the investigation because he actually is the one who recruited and hired the three missing men. So and he, he knew them very well, all of them. So they were like, I mean, you're the one who knows them the best, so you might as well go look for them. Plus, you yeah. know, the lighthouse and stuff, so you're the guy for the job. Yeah, sounds like he would be the one to find them, exactly. if anyone. Yeah, exactly. And he knew, like, kind of how these guys were, too. So, like, you know. Anyways, he um, mainly his main focus was going to be on the clothes that they found that they had left behind. Um, and he said, basically... He just doesn't see why the men didn't wear the clothes because not only would it be cold for them to have to go through, but also the outfits that they would have been wearing, given what was left behind, would not have been within the NLB rules for, like, lighthouse keeping. Apparently, they have very strict rules, and, I mean, as they should, it's a dangerous job, you know. But he said that because that would have been, like, with outside of the rules – it was very out of character for these specific three men because he knew them and he knew that they were like pretty follow the rules type guys. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the, he was like, not only like would they have been called, but it's weird that they were all breaking the rules. So he was like, maybe something happened that they needed to like run outside quickly for, you know, something like unplanned maybe happened. Because. Yeah, I mean, like I can't, I don't know what 
could have happened. I know. So he also noted that some of the damage outside was, quote, difficult to believe unless actually seen. So I couldn't really find what exactly he meant by that. But I guess, like, I guess it's just, like, more damage than you thought was going to be there. Like, I guess the original guys made it seem like there wasn't that much damage, but there kind of was more. But, like, nothing that he could really explain, like, why there was more damage. You know, like, maybe it was just a big storm. Like, I don't know. It was just unexplainable, but weird. So, Robert was also able to determine from the evidence that the men had been on duty at least up until dinner time on December 15th. So, the original day that that very first boat noticed that the lighthouse light was off, if you can remember, is the day, the last day that these men were known to be alive from Mm -hmm. the investigation. So, that's crazy to think about. Like, they were kind of missing for a long time before anybody really knew. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't like that was uncommon for the time, really, because, you know, there weren't phones and stuff like that. So, but it is weird. Like, nobody wanted to check on them for, like, Mm. half of a month. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy to think about, though, that, like, people just wouldn't, like, like, hear from you. Right. For who knows how long. (laughs) That long. Yeah. (laughs) Like. I would, that's crazy. I can't, I mean, I know we're, communication is much different these days, but. Yes. I can't imagine not talking to my friends and family. Right. (laughs) Like every single second of every day, honestly. (laughs) Like crazy. But he did find that weird. He was like, that's, you know, we can really only, the signs are pointing to them only really being here at, on December 15th. And that's the last time. So wild, absolutely wild. Um, so he was also kind of able, is whether or not he determined this or kind of just made up his own theory, you know, it's kind of both. But he said that also from the evidence that he believes that the men had been on duty. Um, basically, they had this job that they would do every day where they would have to go down on the side of the, like, cliff, kind of, to secure this box that would keep all the mooring ropes and the landing ropes um, basically for all the ships who were coming to the island in, they would have to go and just like make sure this box was good and filled with all the ropes that were supposed to be there for people who were visiting. So this job was done daily, sometimes multiple times a day. So he was like, it was around the time, I believe, where they would have been going down to secure this box. And this specific box was secured in a crevice in the rock about 110 feet above sea level. So that's a pretty tall cliff. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty severe. Uh And so Robert said that his theory was that these men were trying to retrieve this box in the middle of this big storm when a big wave came up and swept them away off the side of the cliff. Oh, huh. Yeah. So this is the story, actually, that was given to the families of these three men as like the most logical explanation that the police and other people could really give them. And, you know, whether or not they believed it, it was the best they were going to get. Because, unfortunately, um, their mm-hmm. bodies, um, to this day, have never been found. Never washed up. No no sign. These men disappeared without literally any trace whatsoever. Now, that is crazy. <laughs> that 
is wild. If it was one man, I could see it happening. Two men even, okay. possibly. Three men, I feel like that's wild. What is your theory, personally? Okay, well, let me tell you some of the other ones that people believe, and then okay. I'll tell you my theory. <laughs> Cause because I already have a theory in my head. Okay, good. I'm glad you do. I wonder if they're going to line up, because some of these that I have... I, so, that's the main theory. What I just told you is the most believed theory. Right. These other theories I'm about to list are the more wild ones. See, but, mine's, mine's kind of out there. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, let's just see. So... One of the most popular ones, other than the one I just said, is that one of the lighthouse keepers, um, specifically Donald, who was not really supposed to even be on shift, is who kind of people think, um, went mad on the island and ended up killing the other two before killing himself. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah. And so, as I said, there's no evidence for this or any of the other ones I'm going to mention, but like... There's also no evidence, so any of these are really a possibility, you know? It's it's hard to say yes or no, because who's to really say? And while there was no, like, blood or anything ever recovered, he could have just pushed them off the cliff and then jumped off himself, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's also strange that no bodies were ever recovered, because you would think that they would eventually, downstream somewhere, come up eventually. Yeah. At least one or any bones, but nothing was ever found at all. No. It's so weird. It's so weird. And I'm like, so what? They're just down there in the bottom of the water? Like, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Another wild, okay, this one is probably my favorite one, but I don't know if I believe it. Legend says that this water, and I forgot what the sea is called, but this water that surrounds the um, Flynn and Isles is said to have a sea serpent creature that lives in the water. And this is also another separate legend, kind of, but they just believe that there's this water creature that kind of looks like a snake that lives in this water here. And the theory basically speculates that the this sea serpent creature carried these men away oh, down into the depths okay. of his water cave, you know. So <laughs> there's that one. Um... Another theory is that they were abducted by foreign spies and maybe killed somewhere else. And because, I don't know, the tensions between Scotland during this time with somebody, but tensions were high, you know, everybody was fighting and war back then. So, you know, I just don't know. But um, so not only people think that they were maybe abducted by foreign spies, some people think that they were abducted by aliens. Okay, that was my theory. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a good theory because if you think back, it's everything, honestly, to me, kind of sounds like maybe they just were taken by wave, except the clock situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact that all the clocks in the lighthouse were stopped is a little weird because why? That's giving like a magnet is interfering with that because right, clocks like, don't really stop exactly. and like maybe a one of them would die two of them maybe but all of them mm-hmm. that's weird yeah like all of them stopping for one and just they just disappear out of nowhere with not without their jackets and right stuff. with no trace sounds to me like maybe they were abducted by aliens and taken off to a different galaxy exactly like that's maybe these immediately men... that's immediately what i thought <laughs> me too and me too 
Okay, good. <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm not saying that that's really, I mean, I kind of do think that they were washed away by a wave. But the fact that their bodies were never recovered is just something don't sit right with me with that. Exactly. See, that just adds to it for me. I don't I'm know. I'm just like, I feel like the aliens really got them this time. But lastly, the last theory is that, as if you can remember, I also said there was a legend within the town that this island was haunted. And that's why the shepherds wouldn't stay, like, overnight with their sheep. Mm-hmm. So some people believe that they met their fate with this ghost because they were the ones sleeping in, on the island. And the legend literally says, if you do sleep on the island, you will not survive. So yeah, they did yeah, it. I mean, true. To the, but like there were, were there not other people? Like what about the superintendent guy? Well, they didn't go at night. They went during the day. But he, how did he get to be superintendent? Probably because he worked at this lighthouse, right? Yeah, probably. I don't so, actually know if he did work there, but... Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can hear, but my cat is scratching at the oh, door right party. now. She wants to come in. <laughs> All of our little animals just want in today. I know. <laughs> well... I'm trying to ignore her. <laughs> yeah. Well, ignore her because I'm almost done. Really, all I was going to say is that I... There's no answers. I have none. But I kind of yeah. want to believe the alien theory. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, that's <laughs> like, just what I thought. I know right it. Like, we always say, like, oh, it's aliens. But this time, I actually think it might be. Right. And also, one thing that we've forgotten to talk about, because we said we were going to talk about it, and it has an intro topic, and then I forgot, is yeah. that the United States government, if you do not know, has recently came out and basically said that aliens are officially real. Right. They didn't like flat out say it, but Yeah, but there's like meetings in the Supreme Court where whistleblowers are coming through like who've worked in the military and are being like, Yes, aliens are real. Basically. So kind of we have government officials saying that aliens are real officially on the record of the right. Supreme Court. So like that's kind of so, it. So Yeah, so I mean I don't know. <laughs> with that, I'm kinda of believing, okay, maybe it was the aliens in Scotland, you know? If I was an alien, I'd go visit Scotland, so I believe it. <laughs> yeah i mean I just... and you know that's all the evidence i really have to support that but there's <laughs> that's no evidence, all the evidence yeah there's not really evidence to support any of the theories really that's, you know? yeah that's true because they didn't really find any evidence exactly so. exactly and like i kind of like people are like oh there's a big storm like i feel like these experienced lighthouse keepers would be smart enough to not stand too close to the edge when there's a big storm you know right exactly and also like all three of them Okay, right. but hear me out because I have one final theory. What if we have like a smorgasbord effect where there's like a ghost inside the lighthouse that scared them outside into this storm, right? And then maybe they see aliens in the sky and they're like, oh my gosh, there's aliens. And But then there actually is a storm. And then the, while they're looking at the aliens, that's when the big wave comes and gets them. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, <laughs> listen, that's... <laughs> See that tops all of the theories. Exactly. See that just combines them all together, and yeah. <laughs> but really, it's you know I don't know. So, I suppose it will remain a mystery, forever, because unless we find them. But I just don't know if that's possible today. It's been hundreds of years, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is Uzi. If you can hear him barking in the, in the background. <laughs> Uh-huh. Our animals are just very, they very much so want to be shown on the podcast today. Yeah, they do. 
But yeah, our assistants. Yeah, you know, our assistants. They're hard at work today. Yeah, we sure. haven't really brought them up much recently. I know. You know, they've been behind the scenes working very hard. Yeah, they do. But they work very hard. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest out of all of us, really. Uh-huh. But anyway, go check out our Instagram to see pictures from this week. Obviously. Yeah, um, this week Parm is in... She's in charge of all of the social media. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. That's what she's talking. She's like, Savannah, come on. We have to go. Yeah. Talk about what I'm going to post on Instagram. Exactly. So she is the, <laughs> she's in charge. But yeah. So if you see a post, that's from Parm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't really have anything else. What about you, Savannah? I think that is it. Okay, well, I guess we will. See you guys next week. Cue the music. <laughs>